Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Everyday Style School podcast. Today we have a groundbreaking visiting professor because ladies, we have a man in the style school. I know a lot of you listen to the show with your husbands and I love that. And even more of you have guys that are challenged in the style department. So in honor of Father's Day, I thought we'd invite an expert in men's styling to join us in the style school and give us some advice. So after a little bit of research, hey Google, I found this week's visiting professor. Patrick Kenger is a menswear stylist and founder of Pivot Image Consulting based out of Scottsdale, Arizona. He has worked one-on-one with men from around the world, including best-selling authors, TED speakers, Fortune 100 execs, and everyday guys who just want to look and feel their best. Patrick focuses on making style accessible and straightforward, turning it into a science for his clientele. You can find his thoughts on fashion and menswear on his blog at pivotimage.com or in places like Men's Journal, Ask Men, Modern Luxury, Men's Health, and more. Hey, Patrick, thanks for visiting the Style School today. We are so happy to have you. Well, thanks for having me, Jennifer. How does it feel to be the first guy in the Style School? I, I'm quite honored for sure. This And I, I didn't actually know that I was the first guy until you told me. So the pressure is on, I guess. It is. Uh, this is this is big. This is groundbreaking. <laughs> we are we are breaking our own glass ceilings here. And I, I feel like I should send you a plaque or something that you can hang on your wall. I would love a plaque. So as soon as we're done with this, I'll give you the address and you can send it over and I'll, I'll hang it in the office for sure. I will. It's giant. Okay. So we have a lot to talk about today, but first we ask all of our guests the same three questions to help to get to know you better. Are you ready? Let's do it. All right. Number one, in three words, describe your style. Um, I think the three words that would describe it best would be simple, modern, and masculine. I love those. What does masculine mean to you? That's a little bit of a different a different one. And sometimes I struggle with throwing that in there, right? Um, but masculine to me means certain things that I associate with uh, masculinity, maybe certain fabrics or certain items, um, you know, things like uh, uh, leather and denim and traditional sort of rugged uh, items like that. Things that I'll associate with masculinity, I'll throw into, I, I work into the wardrobe a little bit more. Gotcha. I love that. Not totally cowboyish, but definitely uh, got the rugged vibe going on there. Love it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Number two, if I gave you $500 to spend on clothes in just one store, what store would you choose and what would you like to add to your wardrobe? This is a tough one for sure. Um, 500, I, I like spending on, you know, simple items I would rather invest. So I would go with a suede biker jacket from All Saints, just because it would be on sale right now, or uh, maybe a pair of uh, like suede loafers um, from Magnani. I've had my eye on those for sure. Magnani, gotcha. All right. So with that question, this isn't part of the three. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. Do you put low-end pieces into your wardrobe? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And where do you go for your lower-end pieces? Depends on what I'm looking for, but I love having lower end pieces that can act as sort of staple pieces where I don't need to invest a lot. You know, a a plain white t-shirt doesn't need to cost $150. And I think that for guys, you know, with my clients and myself, I'm always trying to invest where we need it. 
um, and and save money where we don't. So for a lot of my basics, I'm going to Uniqlo. Um, I've tried mm-hmm. so many different places for basics, and they're like I exclusively get t-shirts and and also underwear from Uniqlo. Like that's it. I won't touch another brand. And I've tried so many other ones, you know. Um, and they just for the price point, it's perfect. You know, it's funny that you mentioned t-shirts. I always tell women like you can get a lipstick stain on a ten dollar t-shirt. Like you can get one on a hundred dollar t-shirt like that. It it doesn't matter. You're going to wreck your white tees just mm-hmm. over time. They're going to show stains. They're going to look a little ratty. They're going to lose their shape. I tell my clients buy cheap tees. It's one of those things that you're going to want to replace often. So don't splurge on those. Okay. Question number three, final question before we get into all of your wisdom is what item of clothing that you currently wear is your favorite and why? Right now, just because things are getting a little bit warmer, um, I like a really lightweight jacket, so something like a chore coat. Um, I'll still wear denim jackets just a little bit here and there. Something that's very, very light, but, you know, so it won't heat me up, but still can add some dimension to an outfit. Um, I'm not ready to quite just go plain t-shirt yet. I always like adding a few uh, a few different elements to, to the outfit to create some dimension. So for spring, kind of coming into summer, lightweight jackets are perfect for me. Yeah, that's really challenging in the summer when you lose the ability to sort of add that interest through that mm-hmm. third piece. And, you know, your your T-shirts and your polos and all that just have to stand on their own. All right. Such good stuff. Before we dig in, though, I want to share with our listeners how I found you and why I asked you specifically to be on the show. So I knew I wanted to do a show about men's style and I hit the Google machine. My, my listeners know that I love to do my Google research. And I was looking for a men's stylist, not a stylist who serves women and men and your kids and will help you redecorate your house. I wanted an expert because I firmly believe in the old jack of all trades, master of none philosophy. It's It's why I personally don't style men or children or pets or living rooms. I specialize. But what I found was that there was a serious lack of men's only stylists out there. There were a couple of things on your website that we chatted about earlier that showed that we share a lot of the same philosophy about style and clothes, which is why I reached out to you specifically. But do you have thoughts on why it's so hard to find someone who specializes in men's style? Yeah, definitely. I think that men in general, there, there's not a lot of guys that that do this at all, or or even pay much attention to style. You know, with when we grew up, we weren't really given that knowledge. We weren't encouraged to learn about this stuff, and so it doesn't create that pathway for us to expand into you know a possible career or anything like that. Um, and I think that's also why so many guys have trouble with dressing themselves these days. It just wasn't something that they learned how to do or or developed from an early age. And for me, it was just kind of the opposite. Like I just fell into it because of that stuff, because I had an interest from an early age. Um, But yeah, I I think that's part of the reason. And then also, you know, specializing is difficult. I mean, I've always put my my flag in the ground of I'm only working with guys and, you know, turning away female clients. It's not it's definitely hard. And and you know this, too, because you're you're essentially leaving money on the table. But um, Mm -hmm. it's to me, it's the right thing to do because I can actually, this is where my expertise lies. I think a lot of people will do styling and then say, oh, like I can just do men on the side. Like that'll be easy, you know? And men's wear can be really challenging. Uh, and and I know that women's wear is the same way. Like I, there's no way I could do what you do. <laughs> there's just no way. Um, and And to be honest, I don't really want to. I've found where I'm happy and it works out for me. 
Yeah, that's funny. Right before we hit record, Patrick and I were talking and we were talking about how when I was shopping with clients, like I knew where every pant in the mall for women was. If you were a a size 10 pair with a high waist and you wanted an ankle pant, I'd be like, oh, we need to go to Aunt Taylor or wherever. I can't imagine having the same level of knowledge for men and women. So yeah, and that is money that I will happily leave on the table every single day of the week. So Patrick, can you tell us a little bit more about Pivot Image and how you got started? Yeah, sure. So from kind of like I alluded to earlier, from kind of an early age, I'd always just had a passion for this stuff. You know, I had three subscriptions in middle school, uh, GQ, Men's Health and Details, when that was still a thing. Like I was the only one, you know, into this stuff. And it was weird and kids like didn't get it. But, um, you know, I, I don't know exactly what sparked it, but there was something there. And the deeper I got into it, the more I liked it. And so, um, you know, through college, I was studying communication and I was kind of hooked on the interpersonal relationships and nonverbal behavior. And I started to see how like that could sort of link together, right? My passion for not only like the fashion and the style and stuff, but also what it signals, right? And how you're portraying yourself to the world and stuff. Um, and then so through college, I kind of became a little bit of an authority with, you know, friends and stuff, uh, you know, for for men's style, like they would, I would take friends shopping, they would ask me to do this for them or, or, you know, select outfits, and it all kind of started to come together then. Um, so when I came out of college, I was like, you know what, I, I need to do something, I need to help people and kind of looking around at what I thought would be the best way that I could do that where my, you know, true expertise lies was with this stuff, right? With, with menswear and, and, and styling and image consulting. And so I just said, you know what, we're going to get a, give it a go and, and make it a business. So, you know, uh, started training under other stylists, you know, got certified and that kind of stuff, and then started working, uh, with people. And then, you know, still today, that's just what I've been doing and uh, it's grown considerably and I'm just really happy with what I'm doing and get to work with some great guys. That's awesome. So did you cut your retail chops? Anywhere did you work in in stores with clients or did you kind of start from the styling perspective? Started from the styling perspective. In fact, okay. I did not like shopping at all because that's what you'll hear from most guys. They're like, I just can't stand shopping. And so one of the things that I like about uh, working with guys is that we make it somewhat of, of a... Uh, a tactical program, right? We, yeah. we're, we're hitting this, we're hitting that. There's no wasted time. And so, you know, a lot of guys are shocked to hear that. They think that, you know, I'll, I love shopping. And it's like, no, like I like the end result of shopping. I like getting the result for you. But like during it, we're there. It's 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 like a it, we're on a mission together, right? And we're going in, we're, we're taking care of what needs to be taken care of without any excess time. And then we're getting out. Um, and so, yeah, so I actually did not grow up in the whole retail space. And, and I just think of it as sort of a uh, a necessary thing to do. And I, I focus more on the styling side of things. Yeah. So you never had to fold sweaters? Never had to fold sweaters. I'm so jealous. I folded a lot, of, a lot of sweaters. It's funny though, as you were talking about that, I can imagine a lot of the women that I've worked with nodding their head mm -hmm. about the mission. We get in, we get out. You know, I always say it's, I'm on a mission to spend as much of their money as possible in the shortest amount of time, <laughs> right? I don't, I don't want to take six hours to do this if we can do it. Exactly. Day. So yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Okay. So today our theme that we sort of want to focus on is quick wins and easy ways that men can upgrade their style. So with that in mind, can you share some of the biggest, most wearable trends in, in menswear right now? 
for regular guys. We're, mm-hmm. my, my ladies got regular guys. Yeah. And I think that we're starting to see a, a kind of an uprising of, of regular guys just getting it together because there is a lot of information out there and style has become very accessible for guys because, you know, right now we're seeing kind of a jump back to basics. You're seeing a lot of plain tees and simple items. You're not seeing a lot of color or pattern or anything like that, which is great because it makes pairing very easy. So, you know, one of the first things that I tell clients to do if they're kind of starting from scratch is, you know, place an emphasis on quality. But when you go in the closet, you know, take out anything that has the logos and the branding that's overly done, overly patterned, anything like that, and just start going back to basics, you know, utilize some of those, uh, like what I call staple colors, you know, black, white, navy, gray, those things. Um, mm-hmm. And and you can create simple outfits that way. I think a lot of guys will overcomplicate things when the easiest way to do it is usually by taking stuff out. I find that a lot of guys actually will have too much stuff that isn't working um, rather than just a few items that are really, really good. So the, the style trends right now of just minimalism, that's something that I think a lot of guys can get on board with because it actually makes style easier for them. Yeah, no, I think it totally does. But I also think that with that minimalism, your stuff has to fit you really well. And it's got to be mm-hmm. in really good condition. Because again, yes. when there's no smoke and mirrors, just those couple pieces that you've got on, they're really going to stand out. Absolutely. I was just going to piggyback on this and I was going to say, you know, with menswear, this is why I, and I'll tell you, this is why I can't really do women's because you, I, again, I, there's so many items that you all have to work with. You know, there's so many different uh, styles and cuts and fits. There's so much, yeah. you know, and, and with men, we don't have a lot to work with pants, shorts, you know, t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, and that's, you know, kind of it. And so we have to make sure everything that we own really works for us. And that's where tailoring comes in and, and fit comes in. It's just a very big part of menswear. Um, so yeah, you're, you're absolutely right on there. Everything has to fit perfectly when you do it like that. Yeah. In general, how long do men's trends stick around? I would say for women, you know, it's probably three years at five years, you're probably looking pretty dated. Is that sort of the same rule for men or do your things live a little bit longer? And a lot of our ladies wanted to know how often men should be editing their wardrobes. Okay. So the, I, I think it's about the same for men, you know, normally I'm noticing a major shift every five years where we'll see, you know, the, the grand majority of things across America kind of change, right? Whether, you know, something's loosening up, tightening up, whatever, uh, you know, you'll see micro trends or so every, Mm -hmm. every year or two, right. But the, to get everybody on board, usually it's about five years or so, I would say. Um, so kind of right on par with what you were saying. Yeah. So, so that's that. I mean, Editing your closet, I think building the foundation is the most important part, right? And and taking that time to say, okay, I'm dedicating however long I need to to cleaning this out, getting what I need in, and building this foundation of stuff that's going to work for you for a really long time. Because menswear, it's rooted in, in this traditionalism that we don't actually have to go shopping that much. Like I said, we don't have that many items to even work with. Um, so once you have that foundation built, I like to tell guys that, okay, edit it out, see what you're not wearing, you know, every six months or once a year, you know, there's this hanger trick that I give guys, or you see what's pushed back to the end of the closet there, right? So you find out what you're not wearing, and you see what you like. And then, you know, every few months, go get one other piece, go get something that's you've had your eye on for a little bit, don't go out and do any like really crazy bulk shopping. But if there's something that you know, is high quality that you really want to bring in, that's going to pair well with your foundation that you've already built, absolutely go for it. 
That That is fantastic advice. As you were talking, I was thinking about the connection that women have to their clothes, and there is such an emotional connection to their things. Do men have the same connection in your experience? Depends on the thing. Uh, uh, do you think we're talking more about like a, a t-shirt that maybe has some nostalgic value to it? Well, you know, with women, I always say that women keep clothes because we remember when we did wear them, mm. whether, you know, it's that, oh, I wore that at my, you know, the night I got engaged, or it's, we remember when we could wear that. And that is also a huge thing. Like, I'm going to get back into those jeans. It's like, well, you know, it's been 15 years, so maybe not. <laughs> but <laughs> by the way, did you see that article about Brooke Shields and she's okay with the fact that she can't fit into her Calvins? No, I didn't. But that actually sounds like a really good article to read. I'm check that out. The Calvin she wore 40 years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. you should be okay with yeah. not getting back into jeans you wore 40 years ago. Yeah, so that's exactly. why women hang on to things. We hang on to things because we remember when we did wear them or, and we remember when we could wear them. Right. So do men have that same sort of, do they have the same hangups about clothes? I think a little bit. I mean, I'm speaking from personal experience and I'll have that a little bit, but I think overall men have uh, a, a little bit of a different look and or a different approach to their clothing. I think we think of it as like a tool, right? Where it's getting the job done, where we're trying to look our best or, or we're trying to dress appropriate for this situation. And here are the tools we're going to use to build this outfit. We don't, you know, I, I think we have more of, of uh, an objective approach to the thing that, you know, I'm not speaking for all guys, but just in the mm -hmm. past, I think some guys the are, are hanging on to their stuff, maybe for the wrong reasons, but the grand majority, I think have a pretty easy time giving up the stuff that isn't working in favor of stuff that is um, just because I, I don't know if they attach that same emotional value to it just because, you know, it's the same way they would look at like a tool, like, okay, if it's not working, let's go get a different one, you know? Well, that good job, men. More women should take that <laughs> that tack. All right. So outside of adding more on-trend pieces, keeping your wardrobe current, what are some simple upgrades men can make to their wardrobes to have more style? One easy thing, I mean, which I think a lot of guys just for whatever reason don't do is tailoring. Um, I for, for menswear, it's so nuanced and, and fit is just the biggest thing. And guys will spend so much time in the store trying to figure out what works well, but they have never gone to a tailor before. And you can tailor anything and everything. Tom Ford tailors his Hanes t-shirts. Like mm -hmm. that's, you know, you can do whatever you want with that. And so I think there's uh there's this inherent, like just kind of brush off when, when somebody mentions a, a tailor to men, but once they see that they can change pretty much anything about a certain piece, they really go on all, all in on that. So, you know, one of the first things I'll tell guys to do is, you know, when we identify things that just are a little too long or, you know, something's a little bit too baggy through the midsection, we can just take that in. We can, you know, hem the pants a little bit. We can taper them and just make all that look a little bit better. So taking those pieces that are like almost right, but just a little off, just gathering those up and, and heading to a tailor. That's like one of the easiest easiest things that uh, you can do to to create a a much better wardrobe because you're taking something from you know what's like a six or a seven you know on a scale and personalizing it to your body type and, and that's just going to make it you know a nine or a ten for you do you find that most of your clients are wearing the right size mm, good question i think no, I would say that it depends on uh, depends on the item, but pants are one of the ones that g guys generally are wearing the wrong sizing for. Um, the waist usually they'll get right, but the inseam is a big one. And 
I find that a lot of times guys are wearing inseams that are just too long for them. Um, and you'll get a lot of that bagging and stacking and pooling around the ankle with your pants and your mm -hmm. jeans. And that's like one of the most common style mistakes I, I see from guys. And, you know, that's an easy fix from a tailor, but you could just go down in the inseam in your pants, uh, you know, bring that down two inches, an inch, and you're good to go. So I think that men get stuck in this, I'm this size. Maybe the same way that mm -hmm. we talked about before about the, the whole attachment thing. It's like, oh, I'm this size because I've always been this size, right? And they're not willing to really experiment with different fits and, and stuff like that. So they just stick with it, you know? So just trying, trying a few different things just outside of the realm of where you're comfortable, usually you'll find something that fits a little bit better. Um, especially now with all the different types of fits too, as well. Like, you know, most guys are just going for a regular straight leg, probably a little bit too long in the inseam, but you know, they could probably fit better in something that's a little slimmer uh, with a little bit of a taper as well. So just experimenting, you know, having your home base and then just going a few notches left or right, just experimenting. You can usually find something that works a lot better for you. Yeah, that's funny. I have been telling my husband since we got married like 17 years ago that he would look better in a narrower fit of jeans, a slimmer fit of jeans. Mm -hmm. He's like, oh, I've always worn this. I've always worn this. And then one day he shops by himself. He does not <laughs> want my input, which is fine. But he tried a narrower cut of jean and he, he had it on at home. I'm like, those look amazing. And yeah, I mean, it just, it made yep. him look, you know, longer, leaner and just they fit so much better. So, you know, just because you've always done it doesn't mean it's always been the best thing. And maybe it's just not yeah. the best now. So don't be afraid to try new things. Absolutely. Can we talk about summer style for a minute? I feel like everyone lets their style relax a little bit in the summer. We've talked about how you can't really layer. There aren't so much, you mm -hmm. know, there's no smoke and mirrors anymore. But sometimes I notice that guys take it to this whole other level of casualness what should grown men be wearing for summer to look put together and what is it time for grown men to retire 100% agree on the the summer kind of being a relaxed thing it's just summer is one of the worst seasons for menswear just because yeah. you know we just don't have that many items like you said there's no smoke and mirrors you know it's shorts and and a top and that's pretty much it and so yeah fall is the best and summer is just yeah. a, a little bit more difficult yeah. um so within that, so summer, I take a firm stance on no flip-flops. Um, and that's a little bit more of a traditional thing. But I always think men will look better and more put together if they're not wearing flip-flops. It's very rare that you see, you know, a, a guy in an outfit that contains flip-flops where it's like, okay, that's looking real, real good. Or you'd, you'd see that in a magazine or a style board or something, right? You know, yeah. if, it's it's very rare. I mean, anytime you're near water, like that's fine, of course. But for for you know, just just going around, or if you know a Sunday barbecue or something like that, it's like there are much much better options. You know, there's certain types of sneakers or or a loafer or espadrilles that are much better footwear that are made for summer that will cover your feet. You know, men's feet aren't like you know, we're not really, they're not pretty. They're not pretty. Like yeah. we're not spending the money on, you know, the pedicures and stuff. So it's like, cover those bad boys up. Um, so, you know, just doing that, that's already going to take you above that because I see so many guys just walking around in flip-flops, especially here because it'll get really hot and mm -hmm. it's just, it's just not a good look. And so you can kind of elevate yourself that way. Um, the next thing, you know, shorts or chinos, both very traditional for, um, for summer, um, you can get really lightweight trousers too, like fresco trousers if you're dressing something up. But shorts and, and chinos are just fine for for most guys. And the shorts, as long as they hit above the knee uh, and they're not cargo shorts, then you know you're you're pretty much good to go there. 
Okay, let's stay on that for a minute. We have officially, you have officially said no flip-flops for men unless you are near water, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And are you going on record as saying cargo shorts are a no? Absolutely. And and I'll tell you why. And this is, a, I told this to a client and he brought this back up the other day and it made me laugh. He was like, remember when you told me that cargo shorts are for cargo and no guy needs to carry that much cargo. And I was like, yeah, I mean, you, you really don't like, if you're not using the pockets, what's the point? They're just making your legs look a little puffier and baggier and they're drawing attention down to your thighs, which is not where we want to draw attention. So, you know, if you're camping or something like that, absolutely go for it. Any, any utilitarian purpose for sure. But outside of that, we're going to, we're going to put a, a hard stop on that. Okay. So that, ladies, if you are wondering how do men just turn it up a notch for for summer, no flip-flops, no cargo shorts. Love mm. it. Love it. Love it. Okay. So not to be negative, because I don't like to be negative, but what are a few of the style mistakes that you see men making most often? Good question. I um, I kind of alluded to one before when we talked about the, the pants being too long. Mm-hmm. It's just I see it so much. It's uh, you know, it's one of those things that it, it's it's one of the easiest things to f- uh, to fix, right? Where you can just take it to a tailor or just you know get a all, when you're next time you're shopping for pants, you know, go up a little bit in the inseam and and get jeans with a taper, and that'll fix all of that. Um, so that's number one, and it's just one of the easiest things to take care of. So making sure the, the your pants aren't pooling and and stuff like that. Uh, the next, I would say, color issues. I see a lot of guys very confused about color um, and how to pair color together and stuff like that. And a lot of the time color can be kind of hard for us because we'll get different, we'll hear different things, right? Whether, you know, something's in style, maybe the the Nordstrom associate is telling us that she really likes this color. And, you know, guys will hear their wife say that she likes a certain color, so they'll wear that color. Um, But none of that matters because it doesn't necessarily look good on him, right? It's not the best color for him. And so, you know, you know this uh, as a stylist, but we do something called color analysis where we actually mm-hmm. figure out the right colors for you. Um, you know, so just the the thing that I always tell guys and when I walk them through color analysis is a lot of the time they'll end up saying, yeah, like I kind of, I kind of thought those colors looked a little bit better on me. And ladies, like, you know this too, but when something just doesn't look right on you, you know it like there's this inherent mm-hmm. thing where you're you know we're we're not stupid we're we're smart human beings we understand when something doesn't look right you might not be able to articulate why it's wrong but you know it's not right and so rather than like listening to somebody else or a magazine or something saying like these are the cool colors for 2020 you know look at what you have in the closet look at what you like wearing and you know recall things that you've gotten compliments on before and kind of stick towards some of those colors um and also a heavy dose of those uh simple staple colors black white navy and gray always pair uh, extremely well together um so you know not going too broad with the colors just because you're going to end up having a, a really hard time pairing stuff and I'm sure you've seen this before too, where you'll get into somebody's closet and they're like, I can't pair anything. And they have, t- it's, it's yeah. crazy, but they'll, yeah. they'll have so much clothing. They're like, I have all this clothing and I don't know how to pair it. And you look and it's like this entire spectrum of a rainbow and nothing will pair because it's not in the same, the same family. It's not part of the same color palette. Right. And so focusing on that is a big one, just kind of simplifying that down a little bit. Um, and then I would say getting stuck in a rut would be the last one. That'd be number three, where, we talked about this a little bit before, but guys just say, you know what, this is what it's always been. This is what I always get. um, So I'm just going to get it again. 
And I think that lack of exploration uh, is really hindering them because kind of like with your husband, you know, you just try something once and you're like, oh, wow, this really changed the game, you know, and now he's going to be getting pants like that for Mm -hmm. the foreseeable future. And it really improved the way Mm -hmm. he felt about himself and improved the way he looked. And so getting stuck in a rut just because you've done the same thing for so long doesn't mean it's the right thing. And and the I think the older we get or or the more we kind of feel at home in our style, the more we get stuck in these ruts. And so sometimes you do have to get out, shake things up and intentionally try new things to make sure that you're not leaving something on the table that could end up being really, really good for you. Those are so fantastic. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to answer questions that our listeners had. But before we do, can you tell us what kind of men you help and how you help them? And I really want you to talk about your online service because if women are searching for like a Father's Day gift or they've got a guy who wants to up his style, this is an amazing, amazing service. So tell us all about it. Yeah. So the the online program, the I open this up because, you know, the, the in-person stuff, it can be hard to book and, and it's hard to travel and, and set aside that. And so the online, it's a little bit more palatable. And basically, I work with guys, uh, you know, from around the country, mostly uh, and around the world, even um, just trying to help them improve their style. And it's really like a head to toe service where we're covering hairstyle, uh, skin care. We're doing the color analysis. We're looking at your closet and, you know, telling you what you need to take out, what you need to add in. You get a personalized shopping list, right? We go over outfits and Uh, all that stuff. And it's all done online. And so this has been by far, it's now my most popular service because guys love that they can just be at home, learn all this stuff and execute it on their own time. And they have the blueprint to do it. You know, they get this big PDF at the end where it's just step-by-step instructions on what to do. And they have all this new knowledge on like what actually works for them, you know? So it's no more like looking at blog posts or just taking a guess. It's like they actually know what works for them. So um, that's the, uh, the online consultation that I have. Um, And so, yeah, definitely check that out if if your guys are interested in it. I love that. Now, my listeners know that I am really anti giving my services as a as a gift because unless somebody wants them, it's kind of like a I love you, happy birthday, now change. So mm-hmm. again, like <laughs> if your guy wants to step up his style game, this is fantastic. If your guy is happy the way he is, you know, tread lightly. That's right. all I'm gonna say. But so where can people find you online? And I know you've got some free resources, so we'll link to those in, in our show notes. But tell people where to find you and what those are. Yeah. So if you just go to pivotimage.com, P-I-V-O-T image.com, you'll see the site. You can learn a little bit more about me. And then there's a uh, free resources tab up in the the navigation bar there. If you click on that, you're going to see a lot of cool stuff that I've put together for guys. So there's three free guides. One of them is on how to get dressed for a date. So, you know, depending on where you guys are going, um, this is a great one for, uh, for, for date nights and things like that. It's just simple, easy ways to get dressed for a date and to how to, how to kind of approach creating an outfit for that. Um, the next one covers, uh, shaving and skincare and grooming. And then the third one talks about the 25 most common style mistakes that I see guys make. And so it's kind of like a checklist. You can just go off and make sure that uh, you're hitting all those and, and that you're not making any of those mistakes. And those uh, three are free right now on the site, on the free resources tab. Love that. Love that. Those ebooks, by the way, are fantastic. Everybody needs to go download them. Okay, we will be right back answering your questions. Hey, ladies, the Summer 2020 Capsule Guide is a 
officially available now. If you want an effortlessly stylish mix and match wardrobe, capsule wardrobes are the easiest way to get there. And the Everyday Style Capsule Wardrobe Guides show you exactly how to do it. We show you what to buy, where to buy it, and how to put it all together for the most stylish summer wardrobe you have ever had. Our guide shows you how to make over 150 outfits out of just 34 pieces. That includes your tops, bottoms, dresses, shoes, and accessories. We give you four shopping links to each piece in spend, save, petite, and plus options so you don't have to spend hours scouring the internet looking for the right pieces. We give you almost 20 pages of outfit inspiration so you know what to do with each piece and you can get dressed quickly and look amazing in just minutes. And if you are really ready to step up your style game, join our annual all-access membership. You get four seasonal capsule guides, a whole year of style, starting with the most current one. You get access to all of our style masterclasses. You get the Everyday Style Challenge, and you also get an invitation to our private Facebook community where you get weekly personalized advice from me. You can ask any style question and I will answer. The classes and guides alone are worth almost $500, but the all-access membership costs about a third of that. It is the best investment you can make in your style, and I hope to see you in the community very, very soon. Head to our website at youreverydaystyle.com to learn more and to sign up. And now, back to Patrick. Okay, Patrick, are you ready to answer some listener questions? All right, I'm just going to fire them off and we're just going to go for it. Here we go. Jolene wants to know socks. By the way, I always love it when my listeners give me a question that's just a word, socks. Then she says, what are the current style rules for men's socks? Colors and height above shoes, socks and shorts. Jolene wants all the sock info. All right, we're going to give her the sock info. So the uh, the there's really only two types of socks that guys need. Um, and this you know makes it very, very simple. The no-show socks that stay hidden underneath the shoe and long socks that go, you know, halfway up the calf, right, for, for dressier occasions. And then you can have some athletic ones as well. Um, anything in between just will give you problems with, you can't really wear them with shorts, you know, because they stick above the shoe and you'll have issues with color pairing and they can make your leg look shorter. The socks that stay underneath the shoe, you can wear them with loafers. I've seen guys pull these off with dress shoes. You can really do quite a bit with them. They look great with shorts. Um, and so that's for that. I wear those to the gym as well. Longer socks, any dress your occasion, anytime you're wearing trousers or, um, you know, you're, you're dressing up in a full suit, go full length with the socks, get nice dress socks. Uh, or if you're, if your guy prefers to wear those to the gym, regular cotton crew socks are just fine for that. But any of those socks kind of in that in-between length just really don't do anything. Um, and so those are pretty much the only two heights of socks that you need for color. Generally, you're trying to mirror the, um, the color of your trousers. Okay. So as long as your guy isn't mirroring the color of his shoe, you're good because if you, if you mirror the color of the shoe, it kind of, kind of gives you this boot-like effect, uh, with, with color. And so mirror the color of the trousers, um, and, you know, try to get your socks all in kind of the same colors in the sense that you know, if you lose one, you're not going to be out then, uh, you know, all my low, low profile socks, I'm getting them in, uh, in black just because, you know, I, I lose socks all the time. Right. And I don't have to right. worry about getting that pair back. Um, and then last thing I'll say on the whole sock thing is that, you know, for a while there, we had this whole trend of colorful, bright pattern 
socks and you know it was very very exciting socks and i don't really know what sparked that but that is definitely starting to decline and i'm i couldn't be happier about it um it's it's one of those things that just signals that you really don't have that much style anywhere else in your outfit so you needed kind of something to really spice things up and generally it just draws attention down um and we don't want that we're trying to kind of create attention more towards your face and have guys, you know, make eye contact with you and stuff. So stay away from those loud, colorful socks. Okay. All right. Uh, a lot of companies are going to be very, very sad that the sock trend is going <laughs> away. Okay. So Amy wants to know how to bridge the gap between superhero t-shirts and a more grown up style. Great question. Um, I, this, I work with a lot of guys that still have some of this left over, or maybe they're just really into that kind of stuff. And you know this too from being a stylist, but you never want to throw somebody in something they're completely uncomfortable mm -hmm. with. And so there's ways of actually making these superhero t-shirts work for guys. Um, there's plenty that are actually well-made and fit very well and have more of a vintage sort of look to them. If you can find ones that, that look like that, you can style them very well. One way to make this look better and put this in a, in a workable outfit is throw a light jacket on top of that. So, you know, a bomber jacket, a denim jacket, um, any sort of leather jacket over the t-shirt sort of dulls the effect of it being like a quote unquote, like dorky superhero t-shirt uh, and makes the whole thing a little bit cooler because you have like a cool jacket over it. Um, and it sort of dulls that effect. Uh, Ryan Reynolds does this really well. Um, so if you're guys looking for style inspiration, that's a really good uh, guy to to follow because he wears a lot of those lightweight outer pieces and will sometimes have those graphic tees underneath. I love that. So also you're saying that if you get a higher quality sort of graphic tee, mm -hmm. it's going to look a little bit nicer than like the graphic tee you could pick up at, you know, where you buy Absolutely. your groceries. Right. Like they'll have graphic tees that are, you know, you have it at Walmart or something, but there's also graphic tees that have that, you know, that are, are cut really well um, and, and very, very comfortable. And so if you can find those, those are much, much better. And they usually, they tend to look a little bit more heathered and vintage. Yeah. Uh, those are usually the ones that you're after. I have to say, I like the men's graphic tees from Lucky Brand. I think they have a yep. little bit more sort of elevated grown up. They're definitely for the men in their 30s, 40s and beyond rather than in the teens and, and 20s sort of thing. Absolutely. So that's my resource. Okay, so Jenny wants to know, what's a good alternative casual shoe to tennis shoes that still work with jeans and shorts? Uh, the easy swap for this would be leather fashion sneakers. So you've probably seen those kind of plain looking white uh, leather sneakers out and about. Common brands for this are uh, Koyo or Common Projects. Uh, they're very, very clean and minimal. And guys can wear these with shorts all the way up to a, uh, a casual suit as well. Um, and they're a really, really good alternative for this because they're still comfortable, but they don't look like tennis shoes. They don't look like you're going running in them. And that's the point. You want to wear something that's that looks like you're wearing it intentionally with this outfit, not that you're trying to stay comfortable in shoes that you would wear to the gym. Love that. Yeah. I always tell women that those running shoes, that's gym gear, right? The fashion sneaker mm -hmm. that is, th those are clothes. That's part of your wardrobe. It's not part of your gym gear. 
Yeah. Anything that, and I tell guys something to the same extent, you know, anything that's utilitarian, anything that's used for something like going to the gym, like hiking, that should not be worn day to day. We reserve that for those things. You know, it's the same equivalent of like wearing a wetsuit, like down the street. Like, <laughs> no, you wear a wetsuit when you go surfing, you know? Well, right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Everything serves a purpose. And in your, when you're creating a casual outfit, the purpose of those items is to create a good looking outfit, not go to the gym, you know, not go running, not go hiking. So think about keeping that set of footwear for its purpose. That is very, very good advice. Okay. Our last listener question, and this was from a lot of women. What is up with men's pant length? Where should men's pants be falling? We talked about the too long thing and all that that pooling around the ankle, which by the way, ladies, mm -hmm. makes you look frumpy as anything. So get rid of that too. But a lot of what we're seeing is a little bit shorter for guys. And there's no delicate way to ask it, but when are you too old for that look? So that's a, that's a good question. I mean, we are definitely seeing the shorter hemmed, the shorter cropped pant in style right now. So, you know, if you are a more fashion forward guy, that is something that you can pull off. Um, you know, I'll do that in certain pants, but I keep those pants for that. You know, if we're after something that's timeless and is going to work kind of across the board, something with just a very minimal break. So about a quarter break will always work for guys. It's always going to make your leg look nice uh, and longer and leaner because if you have kind of like you mentioned, if you have too much pooling and, and bagging down around the ankle, that's going to shorten your leg line and actually make you look mm -hmm. shorter. Um, and so that's something you need to be cautious of for those taller guys. You can get away with a little bit more break in your pants, but generally you want somewhere between a half break and a, uh, a quarter break. And it's, you know, we can't really illustrate this just because we're over audio, but you know, if you go to your tailor and ask them for a quarter break in your pants, they'll know exactly what you're talking about. It's something easy you can look up to, but it's just a small fold of fabric over your shoe that will remain timeless for a very long time. But, um, you know, if you're a younger, more fashion forward guy, I'm definitely not steering you away from doing a little bit showing a little bit of ankle in certain pants you know for more casual looks all right i'm gonna put a graphic i'll just link to some pictures or whatever on our show notes on my website showing different breaks so if you're confused about what that looks like head to head to the show notes for this episode and, and there's a visual for you Perfect. okay so final question i like to ask my guests what would you like our listeners and their guys to take away from our conversation? Is there one or two things you really want to stick with people? I think for, for the guys, if you're, you know, if we're imparting some wisdom to them, it's, you know, that this is actually not as hard as a lot of guys kind of make it out to be. I think that for, for some guys, we just have this inherent pushback against style just because we haven't grown up with it. And it's something that now, you know, there's so many brands making, quality clothing. There's a lot that are making terrible clothing too, but there's a lot of great quality out there. You know, there's a lot of great advice out there. If you want to do this, if you want to look good, it's never been easier than right now. There's so many brands, fits, and, you know, information out there that you can do this fairly easily with minimal effort. Um, and what's really cool about that is that for whatever reason, most guys aren't trying, you know? And, and so if, if, you know, if your guy puts in just 10% more, right? And just does a little bit of this stuff and just applies himself a little bit more. He can look better than most of the guys in any place you go. And that's very, very cool. This is not something that's that hard to do. And it can really, really change, uh, change his life. And so just by putting in a little effort, you really start to see the return. And it's something that, you know, you can, you can change in a weekend, you can start improving, 
it's very hard to change things like, you know, if you want to change your body, you got to go to the gym, you got to eat right, you got to do that for a long time. Improving your style, you can make tweaks that will last a lifetime and gain that education and, and change your closet to, to have things that look good on you. And that does not take that much time. So it's a really good investment. And for whatever reason, guys aren't doing it. And so just by stepping up, you have a huge advantage over other guys if you do do that. Yeah, it's pretty easy to be the best dressed guy in the room. I mean, honestly, that is low hanging fruit. And I don't know why more men aren't reaching for it because you don't honestly, you 100% don't have to do agree. Much. Yeah. I have to tell you, as you were talking and you said that this is something you can do right away, I kind of got, I, I always get goosebumps when something really hits me, but I don't know why I'm not telling women that. Like, you're right. If you do want to change your body, if you, heck, if you want, you know, to change your hair, you got to go for hours, appointments. This is something you can do like really, really quickly is just make tiny changes. I love that. I love that. And we, we do these things where, you know, we, we build stuff up in our heads about how long it, it'll take to do something, but it, it's, it is one of those things. And you can get all the things that are perceived with the other things. And what I mean by this is like, you can make your body look better by, you know, getting the right clothing for you. You don't have to go to the gym for, you know, months and months and months. Like you can actually make your body look a little bit better. You can make yourself look more successful. You don't have to get a new job. You can make yourself look more successful. So these, and I'm not saying don't do that other stuff, but this is the, like the easiest way and the quickest way to get those attributes associated with you and start kind of fueling the fire a little bit. Well, and I also find, I say to women all the time that clothes are a better catalyst for reaching your goals than Mm -hmm. they are a reward. So I work with women all the time who say, when I get back into my pre-baby jeans, when I lose the weight, when I get the job, when I blah, 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 clothes, uh, uh, once they do that, they will invest in their wardrobes. And I say clothes are a much, much better catalyst because that the moment you put on those good jeans or that dress that makes you feel beautiful and amazing and confident, you do want to go to the gym and eat better and invest in yourself. And you do try harder at work. Like waiting for those things to happen to dress better is totally the wrong approach. Do dress better first. And all those other things are so much easier to achieve. And I love that you and I are on the same page about this stuff. Okay. So I think that our listeners have a lot of new information to work with and a lot of closets to edit. So I think we're going to leave it there, but I know we're going to have you back on the show probably sooner than later because this is just fantastic. Great. Awesome. But um, gentlemen, I know it's still a week away, but happy Father's Day to you fathers out there. To find Patrick and his free guides, which are awesome, head over to his website at pivotimage.com or grab the link from our website at youreverydaystyle.com forward slash Patrick. There's also a link to join the all access membership where we've got an extended Q and a bonus session just for our members that you will not want to miss. Patrick, thank you so much for your time and for such great information. Absolutely. It's been my pleasure, Jennifer. Take care. Class is dismissed for today, but the conversation doesn't have to end here. Head over to youreverydaystyle.com for show notes, freebies, and a link to join my free Facebook community, the everyday style lounge. And if the Everyday Style School podcast is helping you love getting dressed again, it would make my day if you would subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, and share it with your friends so women everywhere can have more fun with style. Thanks, Style Sister. I'll see you next time. And until then, stay stylish.